So I'm usually, um, I'm usually pretty good at keeping promises, <laughs> but this one was out of my control. Yeah. One, one DK was stuck in um, Elkhart, Indiana. Elkhart. Elkhart, Indiana, and has been uh, driving in flip-flops overnight trying to make it, and that, that plan was a bust, so he had to sleep in Elkhart, Indiana at some point really early this morning and then get back in a car and try to do the show from some uh, rest stop with poor internet was another bust. So we're, uh, I'm so glad we called this the Ramon Foster show after all, because we have Ramon Foster. Therefore, we got the show. We got the show, Dolly. You know what? I don't know how. Okay, you hit the button and I start us. You ready? I think it's, it's the Ramon Foster show, y'all. Here it goes. Hit, hit the bell. See, see, and look at you go to the back already. See, because, oh, yeah, I'm here just to tell everybody that it's your show and I'll just be here pressing buttons. No doubt about it. And see, is this already, Dolly? Slap Murphy says, Do we have Ramon all to ourselves today? He was all he knew, he or she knew that. I'm not sure why Slap Murphy is anyway, but I mean, hey, he or she knew that, hey, it's the Ramon Foster show anyway, Dolly, right? Yeah. I actually want to get into something. Somebody brought it up to us on this show uh, probably about a week or so ago. And it was about Kendrick Green. Very fascinating uh, transition or adaptation or adoption of a new role. Apparently on Friday Night Lights and throughout practice, he has been the short yardage fullback. And I'm thinking to myself, I had heard one of you guys bring it up. BK, DK and I hadn't really talked about it. But this is a very unique situation because it, it looks like he's embracing this role as a short yardage guy. And it seems as if the Steelers, Matt Canada, are embracing this as a deal or as a package too. I don't know if I've ever seen a lineman transition to um, transition to running the ball. Or been a focal point of it, though. I don't know how I feel about it, but if this keeps Kendrick Green in the league and have something dynamic that not many other teams have had, Baltimore, I think, did this with a defensive lineman with Rashard. He, I think, he was their Pro Bowl All Pro fullback recently. He went from playing D line to actually being a Pro Bowl fullback. Very fascinating. Now, where did this come from? I don't know. Uh, I will say this too. I am appreciative of this actually happening because guys can serve more than one role in the NFL. It's just one of those situations where I never expected us as a team to do that. We have always transitioned guys out of positions to fit them to being a football player. Coach Tomlin always says, and Kev, and I think Omar will live by this creed. I want football players. We've heard Coach Tomlin kind of say that stuff a little bit. We want football players. And I think that's very unique, too, in the idea that, look, if you can get on the field, you get on the field. It's just like some people will tell you, hey, we're just ball players. I think the NBA now is one of those positionless leagues, too. You have your bigs and your shooting guards and point guards, but you never see football does it. And I'm seeing messages come in, too, from Joseph Arroyo that says this. Heard Green kill it as a fullback. Now, again, you say to yourself, this is keeping the extra offensive lineman on the, the roster if he makes the 53. 
can we actually show this during the preseason? So is it actually valid going to work in the game? But again, at the same time, are you allowing a player player to carve out a den in a, a different role? I think that is unique as heck. And I'm with you a little bit right here too, Chris. Dolly, Chris says it himself. Good way to salvage a draft pick. Is that what we're looking at? Or are we looking at this in a position that says, this just worked for us? Is it salvaging a draft pick or does it actually work for this team? When Baltimore used to try uh, Richard out there as far as their fullback in their packages. We knew this. About 95% of the time it's going to be a run play because what other position does, you know, can they play? Anytime um, Kendrick Green will have to come in the game, he will have to announce himself, hey, tackle eligible or lineman eligible, whichever term they choose to give him. Or if he changes number to a 49, he can actually think catch the ball then. But it does say to you, why? What happened? Who saw this? Only other time I can think of guys changing positions other than what they actually actually play. Like, I changed positions from uh, tackle to guard. Very smart on my move to accept that and move forward with it. I saw Roosevelt Knicks. It's the only other guy. Now, Rosie, Roosevelt Knicks was a defensive lineman that was in camp with the Atlanta Falcons, one of the first ones to get cut. He came on here, and we had his podcast. Well, we had his story told on, on here also. And Roosevelt is a very interesting uh, read. If you guys want to go back and watch that, please go back. Dolly, I saw you start a second ago before I go any further. Uh, the, how to join DK Pittsburgh online, Dolly, is what? You have to hit this right here. To become a member, click dkps.net slash join. But with that being said, Rosie went from D-line uh, to fullback and was also a pro bowler too. Is there something that is said about the Steelers having an eye for a guy? And to your point a second ago, maybe this is a way to salvage a draft pick. Are you guys happy if that's the case too? I'll say this. I, I know Kendrick Green wants it. You can see it in his face. He trains for it. Uh, he came back looking more different. I think he did the last years that he's been with the Steelers too. I look at it and I still say to myself, who thought of this? Where is this ever okay to do it? And you know what? I like it. Uh, not many people have guys like him to open up the game. And as much as the NFL has become a passing league, as much as we talk about Joe Burrow, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, everybody's looking for the next Patrick Mahomes. It seemed like the Steelers and a few other teams, you guys know I cover the Titans down here too, have resorted to saying, screw that. We understand winning games it becomes easier if you can spin the ball through the air. But I also look at this and I kind of say this, Dolly, and, 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 and people who are tuned into us too, I say, why do you have to fit the mode that everybody else is doing? Should you or could you run the ball, win games, while playing really good defense in this league? Because the separator between us and Baltimore, Cleveland, and Cincinnati is we have a younger quarterback, more unproven than all the rest of them. And I always tell you guys, the way to beat your division is to do something or to make, make, it, make it into the playoffs is to do something that the others aren't doing. And I don't know if everybody's going to pay attention to what the running game is considering they lay their hands on their quarterbacks, Lamar, Joe, and Deshaun. Like, that is one heck of up a division when you're talking about who's going to make the playoffs. I said time and time again, I'll probably give a prediction about what I think our season will be, wins and losses, do we make the playoffs and stuff like that. I know it's uber important for this team to make the playoffs, but what I also will say is, how do you make it out of the North? If it was all fair 
and, and love in football, I feel like all four teams out of ASC North can make it to the playoffs. But at most, I think only three. And the only thing that throws a glitch into it, I think is either the AFC West or the AFC South. Because the way it stands right now, the, the AFC South have the Titans and the Jags. Either both make it or only one make it. If only one makes it, then I think you can get three out of the AFC North as far as the wild cards go. Or you look at the AFC West. Do you say, will Denver shake back? Will the Chargers shake back? Or will it still be uh, will it still be Kansas City's division to lose or to win or however you want to place this, though? Um, it's fascinating. It's a tough road in front of this team, though, but seeing them do outside of the norm type of situations as far as um, having um, a lineman play fullback, having a team that will probably focus more on the run than the pass while also having dynamic pass catchers, it is very fascinating on how they're crafting this season now. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know if we're going to end up making the playoffs. I don't know if we're going to end up being the number one overall seed. The AFC North by far is one of the biggest, y'all. I promise you, um, divisions to keep an eye on. As much as being said about the AFC East and also what the main quarterbacks are doing, I don't know if there's been a tougher AFC division or conference than I've ever seen happen in all of football since I've been playing, Dolly. This is insane to me. So I'm happy for Kendrick. I'm glad he's able in a position to kind of reinvent himself. If he embraces it, it's going to be good. I see some questions coming in also. Oh. You, um, until you read the next question, this is hysterical. I, I got this text because I'm assuming he can't type, so I pasted it in here for everybody, <laughs> but he cut it in two, so I have to read it. Hey, guys. <laughs> if anyone still remembers me and will have me back, I'll be part of tomorrow's show after spending the afternoon in Latrobe. I'm listening to the show right now while driving across the northern Ohio. Ohio. Ooh. Sounds great. Dan. Boo! <laughs> Wait, who is this? I never heard of who is Dan. Know. All right, who? to the next question. <laughs> to the next question. I appreciate you. Please subscribe and become a member. How about that? <laughs> but Hi, guys. let's do it properly. We'll be right back with the only segment that matters here on this network, and that is Dolly the Hey Mo. Hey Mo. DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Do you know what that was? <laughs> we were wrestling for the button. We were. We are both producers here. And you know what, Dolly? Just as we expected, our group understands the assignment. You understand me? Our subscribers and listeners, because soon as you read whatever, whoever his name had to say, what is it? Dejan? D-K? Dejan? D-E-J-A-N. How do you say that? I have I no know. idea. But see, here's know, the man. best... Here's the best part about it. Your favorite barber. Who was that? I don't know. <laughs> the, the best one of them all from Jason says the best ability is availability. <laughs> they are riding well, DK right now. Don't new crash number. the car now when you hear this. <laughs> <laughs> They're telling the new number who this. These are so good, y'all. Well, 
And Brian, DK, he says DK is desperate to get back before Dolly replaces him. And these are so good not to say, is he on the uncle's table? Yes. <laughs> yes. He's, I don't even know he made it to that table. I mean, it, 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 the thing is, though, um, I didn't hear him being invited to the party. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and we also got new subscribers while DK been gone too. Welcome in, Brenton. Appreciate you joining and subscribing Thank to you. us. And also AJW. If there's other subscribers that we've missed in this time too, we appreciate y'all. And we appreciate you, Dal. I think it's fair to say this. We appreciate them being more petty to DK than anything else, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The two of us, definitely. I don't yeah. know how he feels about it, but yes. Between us. <laughs> yeah. Because he has no say so. No, uh, that's right. I mean, we were just wrestling for the button. So I feel like... There's two freaks that are control freaks in the show. Yeah. So there's no room for a third. No, but no. also, thank you to anyone who had purchased gifts again today. Yeah. That, that's fantastic. I mean, we're, I just am so humbled and, and proud of this community. That is so amazing. You guys are just awesome. You are, man. And of course, Kiss DK, table. he's at the kid. He's not even at the uncle's table no yeah, more. Yeah, somebody puts your DK on a, at, the, at the kid's table. So you've been uh -huh. demoted from uncles to kids. He has, Whoa. and you're right it's about brutal. this, Dolly. As soon as he walked through either you guys' condo door or, or the store door, <laughs> make sure, like Vass said, hope DK wipes his feet before he come back in. <laughs> With his flip-flops? Yes. I may, I may set them on fire. Who knows what they've been through for three days. <laughs> I'm dying to see the shoes he purchased at whatever store. No uh, doubt. Anyway, uh, that's enough tomfoolery. People are here for the football. They are. They are here for the football. And we'll get your questions answered as much as we possibly can. This is a good one right here. Um, coming in from Ryan. Uh, Ryan's the first Hey Moan submission. He goes, Hey Moan, I know you're all competitive in the NFL, but how much does winning the preseason matter to you guys? I'll be honest with you. The wins and losses don't matter as much. Uh, and I'm going to contradict myself a little bit in this too because – um, I think of that fateful year 2013 to 14 when we went to London. We had a preseason of 0 and 4, and then that same year we started the season, the regular season, off 0 and 4. So I will say, excuse me, we as a team kind of established that look, in all things that we're doing, competing, we at least need to be competitive. We can't lay down losses because. For a team that have veterans on your team or teams trying to learn how to win or just if we're competing, our goal needs to be winning. You don't want to set a culture to where this is okay. I thought that year when we went 0-4, guys were chilling in the preseason, having a good time, watching the young guys do their work, and it kind of bled into the season. And that was the same year. I think we ended up finishing 8-8, and maybe or was that close to making the playoffs. And I just, at the end of the season, like I contributed to us just oozing into a start. It will be very competitive, uh, Ryan. And I'd also expect this team to want to win games. Now, the difference between preseason and uh, regular season is this. There's a lot going on as far as – or there's not a lot going on as far as uh, game planning. The game plan is usually really vanilla on both sides. What you want to see is how the young guys compete. If there's a new wrinkle to your offense, can this work? Will this work in a game for us? Uh, and it really just comes down to seeing, okay – uh, Joey Porter Jr., you've been doing your thing in practice, or you haven't been. It can work either way. The coaches like to see the team perform under the lights. When those lights turn on and that uniform goes on and your cleats are the game cleats, it's a different mindset. So how will you perform? I've seen guys be trash in practice. Soon as the lights turn on, they're a different person. And then on the other end of that, I've seen guys um, just really kill it. 
you think they're going to make the 53-man roster, but the game happens. They don't know how to block it the way they should. They don't know how to react the way they should. They're doing too much thinking because you think there's added pressure of performing. So there's a lot that goes into it to where coaches get a read on people. To go one and three, well, heck, one and two now, or two and one or undefeated, don't matter. It's a matter of what the competitiveness of it is and how your team continues to grow. I uh, got another submission right here from Russell. Russell goes, hey, Moan, this one's for you, Dolly. When is Dolly bringing out merch? We need an uncle's table T-shirt with DK's face on it. Can we make that happen? Yeah, I, I'm loving all these ideas. Somebody asked for a tear emoji. I mean, that one I can execute instantly. There will be a crying emoji as recently, <laughs> as fast as tomorrow. So yeah. that's going to be our thumbs down from now on. Forget the forget the Cleveland uh, helmet. It's going to be Dan crying emoji. It's going to be. That's, that may that, be even better. That I think so. Yeah, but yeah. I love this idea. I don't know how many how many different uh, pieces of merch we'll have, but Dan at the uncle uncle table. I have a. I'm sure we're all envisioning this in our heads. That's a, it's a pretty good shirt. I'll even wear that. No doubt about it, man. Uh, here's another one right here. I think it's pretty fascinating, Dolly. I, uh, it's good to put this one out there because it's going to be the biggest question. As he mm -hmm. has Kenny Pickett as his emoji picture. Uh, Gimbal <laughs> goes, hey, Moan, will Kenny play a series Friday, this Friday? I think so. Uh, I'll say this. I think it's important that he plays a series. Um, Second-year guys, not like you made the Pro Bowl or did anything fascinating last year. You're still growing in this Matt Canada offense. And honestly – just the operation of the offense. It wouldn't shock me if he played, George played, all the young guys except for Allen Robinson. I know what I'm getting out of Allison, uh, uh, Allen Robinson, and I know what I'm getting out of Patrick Peterson too. And, of course, Cam, uh, TJ, and Minka. Like, those are the guys that are on the exempt list for the most part right there. Kenny playing a series or two are honestly the first uh, quarter. I wouldn't be opposed to that because we don't have four preseason games anymore. As many reps as he possibly can get, the best it is for him. And you guys got to understand, too, he's figuring out a new offensive line, uh, him commanding the offense a little bit more. I would expect it, um, and hopefully more than one series, too, is what I'm hoping. If he gets banged up or if he gets hit, fine, get down safely. That's another one of his quirks that he has to figure out is evading pressure and not trying to be a hero. Absolutely should see him this weekend. Um, oh, definitely. the, uh, the re our remote correspondent chimes in again. Uh -oh. DK from the road. My <laughs> flip flops are Kendrick Green of flip flops. Signed, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you really can't guy? stay awake. Look, you can't have it both ways. You're either in or you're out. Oh, who, who is this guy that keeps texting us? I don't like know, but this? I'm about to. I'm about to send him a, a link and bring him in. Although you know, I don't want yeah. him to crash, or else I would do it. But no clearly, doubt can't about stay it. away. Cannot stay away. Uh, this will be a good one, too, from Daniel Pike uh, from the Hey Moan section. He goes, uh, Hey Moan, what are your thoughts on the depth chart in regards to nose tackle? For Hulko has looked very good eating up space. Could he potentially be a day one starter? One thing I've learned about Pittsburgh, Daniel, is Pittsburgh is the land of opportunity when it comes down to you getting your just due. If you compete in practice, and if he shows this in the games, too, why not? That position's not really held by anybody in particular other than the young rookie, Keanu Benton. And if he's not ready, if he can't really hold blocks the way you need him to, why not put Fajoko in? That makes all the sense in the world to me right there. Um, the Steelers are never egotistical with how they go about 
production and who's going to play for him. That's how I benefited, and I've seen numerous other guys do the exact same thing, man. Um, that that should be good for us. Um, so next one would be this. Um, let me see if I pull another one out. Oh, it was this one I saw. Mm-hmm. This is good, and this is why we all will be watching on Friday. Uh, Jason Esch goes, by the way, cool last name, Esch. Uh, I see Dan Moore is the starter on the initial depth chart. Um, do you see Broderick Jones starting at some point, or do you think, like I do, that this is the best scenario to have Dan Moore light it up and let uh, Broderick Jones grow? Great question. Uh, and also, what are the other storylines you guys are looking at as far as training camp, too? Because th- there's more than I think we're paying attention to when it comes down to it. But specifically, I know the cornerback, uh, the wide receiver versus DBs is always going to be a storyline. Uh, and of course, this may be the biggest storyline of them all, Jason, uh, as far as Dan Moore being the initial starter. I'll say this. I, I'm for sure Coach Tomlin and the position coach said this, too, as far as they go offensively and defensively. The depth chart is nothing. It's just a basis that they have to release so that the public and the NFL can see who is where. Uh, If a player is good enough to eclipse somebody else, they will. And they never held any bones about it, too. Uh, And the best part about this, though, is um, you you have to be able to feel that pressure and thrive in that pressure, too. If Dan Moore is the starter and he goes in and compete the way you need him to, then he keeps the spot. I don't think it's bad for Project Jones to be behind, even though some people have been saying – Hey, guess what? It is all right. Uh, We can go with a rookie, but do you want that much change when Dan Moore has been serviceable enough? If this was a fire that needed to be lit under him going into his, what is his third season? It was necessary. Competition brings the best out of everybody. Denial bring the best competition out of everybody too. I looked at Dan Moore and I said, if he keeps up with what he's supposed to be doing, he can be a Pro Bowl, All-Pro guy. You start young, you play well, you play for the Steelers. Eyes go to you when you have those type of labels on you. Again, if Broderick's the better guy, let him have it. But this is the the, the storyline we will be reading uh, or we will be looking at the entire weekend. How does Dan Moore do and how does Broderick Jones do? And the best part about this is that, though, too, y'all, Dan Moore will get the starter. I think Yanni this weekend. But you have to look at the competition at each one. It wouldn't shock me in game two if Broderick Jones started. And going into week three, that's who we'll see who our starter is for the year. Very fascinating situation, but I like it, though, because it it, it makes sense for you to put guys in very competitive situations. I love Mark Lancaster. Listen to this man. He knows. He's he's observing that 75% of the watchers are are not hitting the like button. A bunch of uncle table cast-offs, he says. (laughs) And I, you know, I tend to agree. Come on, guys. It, it, it makes sense, man. And, and again, you hit numbers, like, other people get to see the show. You subscribe, other people get to see the show. It's just YouTube is like that. You got to help that algorithm. And that's what I'm saying. And even I got hand over fist said the dude who's texting and driving that shall not be named. Mm. You know, even he's participating and he should have hit the like button if he pulled like up. We're on the all, side yeah, of the we're street. all we're all doing our part. Come on, guys. Yeah. No, and, and that's all we're saying. That's all we're saying. If you like it, though, if you don't like it, don't do it. Then it's cool. There's other options out there, too. 
Yeah. There's other options. Yeah. Absolutely. But, but, uh, but not this good, though. But not this good. Let, that's let's be real. Yeah. Yeah, let's other be real options, about But that. if you want the best option, then you're in the right place. We can be humble, Dolly. But if it's good, then that's good. And we're that good. Okay. Let's just go ahead and say that real quick. Uh, I wanted to hit this one real quick, Dolly. So I just saw it. Uh, Thomas yeah. Gorman says, wait, wait, oh, what did bad. he say? Did you see that? That was so no, good. No, I missed it. Go he ahead. He said, we want the best of the best, the sharpest of the sharpest, the fastest of the fastest. Like, hit that like button immediately. 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 Exactly. Thomas immediately. gets it. Even at the Thomas office table, Gorman, Dolly, he gets it. He, you know, he gets it at the, like the main table. What's it, Does that even have a name? Uh, like, no, there's, no. A, there's a non-uncle table, but then there's like... Favorite people's table. That's part of just being in the party. You either sit oh, at the uncle's be, table. Oh, it's just two. They're just two groups. Two groups. Sit at the <laughs> uncle's table. Come party with us. It's just as simple. It's all the way around it, Dolly. Absolutely. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, all right. It's all, right. all the way. Ain't no other way around it. Uh, this is going because I always. Uh, I was having this conversation with my uh, family the other day. Is uh, Luke goes, "Hey, Mo, did players ever get nervous before preseason games? Y'all should see the rookies." You should absolutely. <laughs> if I can paint a picture real quick. See, that the, smile is just mean. Ah, <laughs> like, it is. Like, <laughs> it is. <laughs> I can just, there's so many stories hidden behind that smile you just gave. It is because there is a luxury of being a starter in the league. Okay. There is a luxury of being a vet. There is a luxury of being established in the NFL or the NBA, NHL, MLB, MLS, all of the leagues. Okay. <laughs> Um, but, but it really is in the preseason, knowing that guys got to go battle for jobs and you're safe and you're going to play fine. I've never seen so many dudes complain when they have to play like me. It's like, man, we really got to go out here for two <laughs> and I got to keep my uniform on, but I'll say this. It's fun. Uh, it's refreshing. Uh, and it's also just kind of funny too to watch the young guys not really understand what's going on, uh, to have that nervous tick to them. Some get super high just loud some get super low uh watching them as pros develop their process and how they go out to the field some look like can we go on the field some <laughs> of them look like i belong here but it's just that scared look of i don't know what i don't know and i think that's by far one of the coolest things about it is watching them not know what they're getting themselves into but then when you realize they come off to the sideline after that first or second series and they're just hyped and realize, man, I'm just playing football. I, I'm just playing football. And when they have that moment, Dolly, listeners, like, that's what's so cool about events. Nobody really wants to play in it, although we understand what it's all about uh, because you're hardening yourself to as far as trying to develop into a team. Uh, but you also just look at this situation, just say, gosh, I remember being in that spot. And that's why I always try to stay out of the way. I would tell a joke or something like that just to keep the young guys loose. And, hey, we're going to run basic stuff. Nobody's going to do anything stupid or crazy to you. So go play ball. And um, that was one of my biggest, like, things I used to always tell to the young fellas is, look, just play ball. That's all you need to do. But the vets uh, but never got nervous again? Like, it's, it never happened to the veterans where new preseason game rolls around and you just relive it again? Only whenever a quarterback is fighting for a backup quarterback position. Huh, like, okay. and, and you know they're up against the wall too, right? Because um, the line that they're going in with isn't the starting line. So their quarterback can be more than capable of like winning the job, 
But if you're up against a guy that didn't have mm-hmm. a shot on anybody's roster and there's a bad snap or your wide receiver breaks off the wrong route, like there is a lot that goes into that backup position as quarterback because you're, you're relying on doing the same thing as the starter does with backups in preseason. And that's just so unfair to them. Uh, but football is unfair in a lot of different ways. Heck, all sports is. So that, that that's just one of those things. I just uh, put one up from Brian Jonker. What do you think about this one? He goes, hey, Mo, when the flow of the game hit the offense with momentum, how did you keep that going during a TV time? Oh, Brian, that's a great question because you guys ask good questions. I'm going to be honest with you because these are some of the things me as a player would internalize and just be like, all right, we about to get them. I don't care if they call a timeout. <laughs> how do you oh, – it's such a savage mindset to have, though. Uh, what you would do is this. You look at them, you'd be like, y'all call that timeout for a reason. It's not going to help. Like, this is this is not going to help you guys. You can't stop what we're doing. Being as hot, we can run the ball whenever we want to. And the worst thing they can allow us to do is to have a run and get our five yards. Because at that point, they're deflated. They can't catch their breath. They're in a spot to where no matter what they send at us, we're going to go. When that momentum flip, there's nothing like it. There's no feeling like it. Either we're getting to the end zone through a pass or we're going to shove it down your mouth in those moments right there. If a team has to call a timeout when momentum is switching, there's no better feeling. How do you keep it? Stay in the huddle. Let the quarterback go to the sideline. The moment we break formation and move over to the sideline, I think is when – that momentum leaves. Like, as long as you stay tight, uh, if it's a 30-second timeout, talking to the guys, hey, let's go. Let's finish it. There's a lot that kind of goes into that. Um, that, y'all, that is one of those just unspeakable things, you know? It just happens. It's simply what it is, Dolly. I love That's that awesome. type of stuff, though. Goodness gracious, I love that type of stuff. Uh, but y'all, we're going to ask a few more, answer a few more, and then we're going to get a roll on this Monday. DK is going to be back and we're going to discuss every single thing else after this one. And I'll say this one, Dal. I saw this one. I didn't get a chance to read it all the way. Uh, but it's this one right here from Drew. Um, and he goes, it's about the running back position. Drew goes, Hey, Mon, I get asked a lot by none. Still is fan. Who's your running back? That's a funny question to ask. Uh, people don't know who he is, and, and as a fan, I kind of feel the same. What does Najee have to prove this year to really stand out? We deal with that as Steeler Nation. I feel like we've talked about this numerous times, especially with me and DK being on, about everybody's rushing to push Najee out of the circle. Everybody's excited about Jalen Warren. Everybody loves the backup until you ask the backup to do starter-like things. What I would tell you is this. You have a first-round running back. Nobody really knows running backs in this league unless they are a pass-catching running back. Najee has to do that this year. He has to be a guy to create more highlights. To drag four players down with them for four yards doesn't excite as much. Uh, Najee, I don't think, has the breakaway speed, let's say, like a uh, Derrick Henry has possessed in years past, right? Or um, Alvin Kamara hitting the sideline. What gets you noticed in this league is those ESPN moments, is those viral moments where either you knock somebody on their back or you go yard 
for a long distance on the ground. And Najee's not really the long distance runner like some other running back. He's just a death by a thousand paper cuts and would turn out a win like it's nothing. That's not exciting to people. So what does he have to do? Corporate more in the running game. Najee, I feel like, looks for physicality sometimes. Break those off and break a dude down and get down the sideline a little bit more. He does play in the in the catching game. I mean, in the passing game. Think back to Baltimore. That ball, that ball between him and Kenny makes all the sense in the world. More highlights like that is what you have to do. To say that you don't know who he is, that to me is probably a fan that's a general casual fan, not necessarily a football player because you don't become a uh, a starter in this league or a first rounder by being a nobody. But I've said this before, when it comes down to how Najee's looked up, looked at, it really is one of those hot or cold type of situations, even with Stiller Nation. That's just the way it is. Everybody's looking over his shoulder for Jalen Warren. And me personally, I don't like that because I know what, it, what he means to the team leadership-wise and as a player. Uh, but that's just how it is in this league. And I see Casey saying this. Najee has an awesome stiff arm. If he can turn that stiff arm into 30 more yards after it, we win. You know what I'm saying? Or he wins even more. He's done everything you need him to be as far as being a pro, responsible, mature, playmaker. He's made a pro bowl, national um, prominence and just recognition always plays a part into all of that. But I don't think it's a, uh, a bad situation that he's in right now. Dolly. Um, so I think, I think we have time for one more. I'll let you pick it. I have one? a bunch lined up for you. Okay. What you got for you? Let me pick this one out right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go right here to Bron Junker right. because I've seen this because Benny's been working out. I'm not sure if he signed with somebody else either. Uh, but Bron goes, Hey, Mo, any worries about replacing all the special team snaps that Benny Snell played? Very fascinating question. And the way I'm going to answer this is going to seem bad, but it's just the reality of the beast in the business. Dolly, you guys run a business. There are some beast-like things you have to do, right? Unfortunately, yes. Benny's situation is this. You know and you love Benny because you know him. He's played for you. He's donned the black and gold. They will find another guy to do those things that he's done, right? The league is forever moving forward. Uh, Ursay said it as best as anybody, but as bad as anybody too. The NFL waits on nobody. The train forever moves. Either you're on the train or you're getting left behind at the, at the station. Danny Smith is too good of a special team coach. And this is the thing too, within the team dynamic, people are always going to sell out. That opportunity is a new opportunity for somebody else that Benny left behind. And that's just simply how the game goes right there. Um, Yeah, that's about it. So we appreciate y'all checking in again with us, Dolly. Anything, any updates from the dude by the name of, with the initials DK? Nobody? No, but I feel like uh, the only thing left to say is that this segment was brought to you by Get (laughs) Cafe and Market. I know, right? We'll do better next time. You're late, Dolly. (laughs) Yeah. Better late than never. Yeah. But that that's it, everybody, for today. Thank you, uh, everybody who uh, became a new member, everybody who gifted the memberships, everybody who asked questions, who just came here to hang. So cool to see all of the side yeah. conversations going. Yes. As, uh, it's, it's just, I just feel like we are at the party, just like you said. We are at the party. And we'll, we might get the teardrop, maybe, Dolly, at some point. Oh, no, point. that's it for sure. Oh, 
Well, no, that's a for sure. I love that's it. a 24 hour turnaround. <laughs> it's light work, as the kids would say. Oh my gosh. That's what, awesome. what you mean you got no play today, William? Come on, man. Everybody gets play here. What are we talking about? I guess. Well, I mean, I don't know about everybody. Everybody gets play at some point. We're, we're, we're trying. No doubt. We're trying. About we're it. trying to be fair. And by the way, of fair, maybe I'll let you hit the outro button. You let me hit the outro button, but maybe. I'll say this though. We got football for the next seven months, y'all. It, it is officially go time. We are out here and let the good time. Oh, roll. this stuff is going to get good. It's going to get good. I promise you that. <laughs> In the meantime, Dolly, I guess we might see them tomorrow. Maybe. Who? Who are you talking about? Oh, I don't, nobody. That dude. <laughs> The, the Ramon Foster Show goes on. <laughs> Peace, good people. Peace. Oh, he comes back. That goes to I you today. I love this guy. That goes to you oh, today. Oh, no way. Three in a row, you got to take the crown. Oh, and I thank the, the Academy. <laughs> You thank the Academy. You know what? <laughs> I thank like, my mom. To, to win Grammys and Oscars, you got to do something abnormal. <laughs> and you've done something abnormal. Yes, such as, uh, well, yes, this is Ho very abnormal. Hosting the podcast. You know what's going to happen for three days in a row? Maybe I'll just throw him in a kitchen and have him cook dinner. See how that goes. That, that only makes sense to me. Yeah, it's going to be rough that we're going to be very hungry. He, yeah, so I was going to say, you're going to be very hungry out of a home because I got a feeling he would burn down the house. <laughs> oh, by the way, one of these days, you have to retell the story of your um, of your smoke detector. It was, oh uh, my gosh. it was probably, I don't think I've laughed that hard in the last five years. I'm telling you, we might start it off tomorrow with the smoke detector. I think you have to now. It is. For all the folks who stuck, stuck around for this teaser. Yeah, that well, is that is a good one. Let's start. I hope you remember off. all the details because they were like tears streaming down my face. I do. How, how how can I honestly forget that one, Dolly? <laughs> that smoke detector story. Goodness gracious, man! <laughs> but anyway, tomorrow, Dolly, you may I'll be here. Maybe I will here. be. I'll still be in a box, but I'll be invisible. Only you and Dan can see me. You know, right, like sure. usually at the bottom. And you're right, Dollar Bills. It's football time, Dolly. We're out. We are out. Uh, this is my turn. I'm doing the outro. Yeah, it's your turn now. See you later, sir. See you. Goodbye, everybody.